you don't need to be miserable and like a widow in a black veil all the time. Of course I'm sad. Of course I wish things were different, but I also can honor my husband by having a healthy, happy, productive life. Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello again, my lovely listener. Welcome back to the podcast. So lovely to have you here once again in this space. And thank you for inviting me into your space this week. So I'm going to dive right into this episode. Um, Today, we are talking about grieving with grace with the beautiful Christina Flack. And I had the opportunity to talk to Christina. She is a celebrity hair and makeup artist and the CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. So we obviously get into chatting about how she was inspired to start her company um, and how she was actually inspired by being a busy mother of five. And the, the sort of grief aspect of this particular episode um, comes with the story of her young infant son who passed away Christmas morning back in 2006. And then later on in life, in 2018, her husband and professional tennis player Ken Flack unexpectedly passed away. So we get into obviously how she was able to kind of handle this, what she had to do to to push forward with her life and how she learned to grieve with grace, finding gratitude in even the most difficult of times. So if this resonates with you, if this um, type of story feels like something that, you know, you or somebody that you know might resonate with, uh, please have a listen and please feel free to share. So we're going to get right into it today. Here we go with Christina Flack. All right. So my guest today is Christina. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to have you here. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Of course. So I um, I always start with the same question for all of my guests, and that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today? I've shown myself compassion today because I woke up with very puffy eyes and feeling a little crunchy and I don't know why I get, so I was like, you know what, you're going to have a beautiful day. So I've been, I did some affirmations. Nice. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes it's, it, it just, it just takes a little bit of kind self-talk right? To kind of get yourself into the day. And um, I like to start with with a meditation and I love affirmations as well. So I think that's a really nice, nice way to start your day and nice way to show yourself kindness because yes. it's hard sometimes, right? 
Absolutely. Especially today, it's very foggy where I am mm. in San Francisco and it's hard to, I just told myself we are going to have a beautiful day today. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you really just have to like switch up that, that thinking, right. That if, whether it's like negative self-talk or it's just getting yourself out of that, like that literal fogginess, I think that's a really exactly. great way to do that. That's amazing. Yes. So you are, uh, a hair, a celebrity hair and makeup artist, and you are the CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Um, I have, I have one of my best friends is a makeup artist, and you know, oh, nice. yeah, growing up as as a dancer, and you know, so that that world is very familiar to me, and um, you know, I really do appreciate the artistry that goes into this field. Um, and, you know, you have worked with a lot of different celebrities. You've done a lot of campaigns for different companies, different, um, you know, big magazines. So um, how did you get started in, in this industry? And throughout your career, what inspired you to begin your own company? Okay, that's a big question. Yes. Okay, I, <laughs> I started being a makeup artist, working on myself, working on my family and friends. My mother, when I was growing up, had brain cancer and had chemo and radiation and lost her hair and her, she was incredibly beautiful. And then it discolored her skin and she wasn't feeling her normal self. And she was going out on a date with my father. And so I said, oh, mom, let me make you up. I had no idea what I was doing. She hardly had any products. Not that I would have even known what to do if she had, but I miraculously transformed her into looking like her, the best version of herself. Mm. But the best part of it was she felt beautiful. And so when you're feeling beautiful on the inside, your outside's going to just look better as well. Mm -hmm. So that's part of my job being a makeup artist is to make my client put, put them in a nice mood. If they're not in it, if they're in a bad mood, I've had that happen a lot with different CEOs and celebrities that they've had a hard night or they've traveled and they're tired and they're not feeling great. And I will use aromatherapy oils. I will massage their hands. Mm. I will get them some tea. I will not talk if they don't want, or I will let them talk, whatever. I kind of let them dictate what, how it's going to be. So when they go get in front of the camera, they are feeling as good on the inside as they are on the outside. That's amazing. And how did I start my company? Mm. Okay. I am a mother of five and I'm constantly drinking water and adding on lip gloss. It was like a battle. It's like water, lip gloss, water, lip gloss. It went on forever. And I thought I'm going to, I couldn't find one that stayed on long enough. So I thought I am going to create my own. How hard can it be? Hmm. So <laughs> little did I know that it was going to take a year and a ton of money, but it, it did happen. And so I worked with a chemist, uh, a beauty chemist. We formulated the, the texture of it. And then we worked on the colors and it took a lot longer. I would, yeah, my friends and relatives were my guinea pigs because I, I'm, because I'm self-funded, I didn't, I wasn't able to do a million colors and I wanted all my colors to look good on all different skin tones. Right. So I had my friends try it on and they'd give me their feedback and then I'd give it to the chemist and it kind of went back and forth for quite a while. So cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, um, 
I, I, I definitely want to talk about motherhood and how that, you know, how that kind of ties into, to, you know, your work as an entrepreneur. But um, I love that that's like where that stemmed from, right? Being a busy mom and just trying to make your life easier because I'm sure there's so many people out there. There's so many moms out there that want to, you know, still like have that easy makeup to be able to do and then like go out into their life and feel really good. Right. But it's, it's so hard sometimes. I'm not a mother, but I know a lot of moms and I know like it's, it's hard to make yourself feel good, you know, and also get the kids ready, make sure they're, you know, they're all ready to go and, and they're, they're feeling good about what they're going out into the world to do. So, but I love that it, that's where it kind of like stemmed from and you had enough of a support system around you to kind of help get that, get that ball yes. rolling, which is really yes. cool. And then for the name, I was on holiday in, uh, Hawaii with my family and some friends and we were by the pool and my kids had finally gotten to the age where I didn't need to be in the pool with them every second. We were looking through magazines and drinking a Mai Tai. It was so lovely. And one of my friends is a, she was a German fit. She was a German model and uh, she's so funny. She's like, honey, we're, we're pretty girls right now. Mm -hmm. And I said, what does that mean? She goes, no one knows where mommy's for five seconds. I thought, oh my gosh, that's perfect because we all want to feel like a pretty girl for a minute during the day. Mm -hmm. And I, so I named, I was inspired by the women of benefit that created benefit with funny names. So I named them soulmates, rich husband, day at the spa, girlfriends, pretty girl lunch. So I, I, if someone or private jet, I have one in private jet. (sighs) I, I just thought if I could make someone laugh for two seconds or just take them away from being an exhausted mom or Mm. business person, Mm -hmm. then that's great because obviously I'm not curing cancer. I'm making lip gloss. So I love that. And, you know, you mentioned too, that when you go in to work with a client, like you do aromatherapies, you, you know, use essential oils, like you really kind of tune into what it is that they need as well. And I really love that because, um, in speaking to, to like, uh, as I mentioned, I, one of my best friends is, is, is a makeup artist. And I think that sometimes, um, you forget about that, right? Like you forget that it's, it really is a service. It really is, you know, you're being of service to somebody. You're trying to make them feel their, their best, not only on the outside, but trying to, you know, make sure that they feel really good and like really nourished on the inside as well. And then they can, you know, feel like they can step out into whatever it is that they're doing a photo shoot, you know, stepping onto set, um, feeling like their their best self. So I think that's that's really, really lovely that you are able to um to truly be of surface, not sorry, to truly be of service, not just about the surface. Um and yeah, I think that's really I think that's really lovely. And I think it's really important too, and this is why I kind of always ask that same first question of my guests, because I think in order to be of service, in order to do what you do and to really kind of tune into what it is that your clients are needing, you need to be really in tune with yourself as well, right? That's that's absolutely true. It's so interesting. I work with this energy healer who actually is in Canada. She's in Calgary. Oh, cool. And she has taught me that self-care is so important. And we 
as a culture, it's so interesting. We, we're meant to feel guilty if we take a time to go exercise or have a massage or just have a few minutes to ourselves. And she has taught me that you can't give an orange unless you have a basket of oranges to give. Mm. And so it is super important, I feel, to take good care of ourselves. I wake up in the morning, I have a glass of water with a splash of vinegar, I take a bunch of supplements or I take oxygen powder, I have a green juice, I have tea, and I really make sure that I start my day off you know, putting good things into my body. So mm. I'm able to take care of my children, my, my business partners, my if clients or mm. whoever I'm getting in contact with. I want it to be a pleasant experience for everybody. And I know that I have to wake up early. If I'm on a day on set, I know that I usually wake up pretty early just so I have a little time to wake up and all my supplements and my tea kick in <laughs> I'm awake because I can't go on set ever and be in a bad mood. Yeah. Cause it, it will affect everybody. And it's not, it's, I get paid a lot of money and I have to really be on top of my game every day there. It just, you can't be off. You won't be hired back. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially in an industry like that, where, you know, I'm sure like the turnover is so quick. There's so many people that are trying to get into it. So I think being able to really show up as your best self, right, is going to bring that energy to to the space that you're entering. And, um, you know, it's it's just it's always it's always a more pleasant experience, I think, too. And um, something that that uh, my friend has has sort of mentioned, um, especially when she's doing, you know, like weddings, it's like these are really special moments that you get to spend with your with your client, right? Like, they're, you know, when they're they're about to go on set or or, you know, they're about to walk down the aisle, whatever the case may be. It's like you are kind of giving them that that pre game energy, if you will. Right. And so if you're if they're feeling anything from you, you know, it's it, it certainly is going to kind of set set them off. So I think that's really important. I love that you work with an energy healer as well. Oh, I have so many of no idea. <laughs> No, I do think it's important. And I think being a mother, it's I'm used to giving, I have so many children that I am so last on the totem pole. I'm, and I like to take care of people. I really do. I love it. I enjoy spoiling people. I enjoy making people look their best and feel their best. So I am really blessed that I found the career that suits me. I love that. So, you know, we've mentioned not only are you an entrepreneur, you are a mother. Um, and a big part of your story is that you lost a child in 2006, I believe it was. Yes. Yes. Um, could you share a little bit about this loss um, and how you have found the strength and the grace to continue to show up for your other children. And, you know, as we said, to continue to show up for yourself. My son, Bo passed away. My son, I have twins. My, I have five children, but my two youngest are twins. And my son, Bo passed away on Christmas day when he was four and a half months old. And it is a definitely a lifetime movie that will never air because it's just too too sad. Mm. But after Bo passed, he, he didn't wake up. He passed away from SIDS 
um, on Christmas. So I went through a very dark time after he passed away for about a month. I was really out of my mind. I was taking sleeping pills to just function. And I was trying to keep everything together for my kids and my husband at the time. And finally, after like 30 days, my friends came in and said, okay, enough of this, get your shit together. Mm. You have too many responsibilities and you, this is not you. And I got back on my very disciplined track of life of waking up and meditating and affirmations and the green juice and the yoga and the exercise. And I also do a lot of charity work. So I had started, I decided to start a foundation at the Edna, no, at the Northern Lights School in Oakland, California, that I had just done a teddy bear tea for mm. with my children. And so it's a private school for minority children in Oakland. They are all there on scholarship, 90%, and they run solely on grants and donations. So I wanted my son, Bo, to be remembered. And so I started the Baby Bo Fund there. And after that, uh, my friend Lisa Zimmer and I started a garden at the Edna McGuire School that is now the uh, Bo Friedman outdoor classroom. Mm -hmm. And there's a garden, there's chickens, there's fruits and vegetables. And I am so passionate about nutrition and education that I love that children from kindergarten through fifth, fifth grade are being exposed to planting a seed and watching it grow and harvesting it and cooking with it and doing a science experiment with it. I feel that if kids from a young age are exposed to that different fruits and vegetables it will affect their entire life in a positive way. They're going to reach for an apple or some carrots or tomatoes because they've been doing that since they were young. Mm -hmm. It's so funny to me when I hear parents saying, oh, my kids only eat chicken McNuggets and uh, mac and cheese. And, I, and I, I always say, well, that's what you're choosing to give to them. They will eat whatever you give them. So mm -hmm. my poor children... <laughs> were have been given a green juice at dinner time in a wine glass with a straw. I keep telling them it's like a baby cocktail. And so that was my way of putting spinach and, you know, different fruits and vegetables into them. And so mm -hmm. they continue to, to do that. My daughters will have green juice all they, you know, they eat, that is how they eat. And it's just what they know. And as parents, I think it's super important to teach your children proper nutrition. I just saw on Good Morning America today that 90, nine out of 10 adults do not eat enough fruits and vegetables. That mm. is absurd because that is definitely a choice that we make every day of what we put into our body. And I don't understand why that is, but mm. of course I do, because if you look at TV commercials, there's fast food all over the place. There's not anything showing a garden and vegetables and, and having a salad or something. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more like those types of foods are just so much more accessible, right? Like it just is like the easy thing to do to just go and grab rather than plan ahead a bit, plan ahead, taking the time to, you know, to, to cook all of those things. So I love that you've turned all of that, you know, that grief and that loss into, into something that is now giving back to children. Um, you know, I will definitely share, uh, the baby bow foundation in, in the show notes for sure. Um, and you know, it just, it sounds to me again that, you know, you had, 
you have this really beautiful support system around you that um, people were able to support you through that and kind of know like, okay, this now you have to pull yourself out of this. Like now we need to get you back up onto your feet because you have so much more to, to give. Um, and there's just always this sense of, of positivity, um, this sense of, okay, how can I, how can I give back? Like, how can I turn this around? How can I, uh, make sure that Bo has, you know, this legacy. And, um, I think that's really beautiful. And I think that to be able to, to do that and continue to stay really strong for, for your other children as well is, uh, is so beautiful and it's a, it's a really powerful story. So I thank you for sharing that. Of course. Thank you. Um, um, and, you know, when when you have come up against these really difficult situations, uh, when you're faced with grief, which so many people are, you know, there's a lot of people struggling right now. Um, how how were you able to continue to show yourself compassion in those dark times? I, so my husband, I was married to Ken Flack. He was a professional tennis player. He was number one in the world with his partner, Rob Seguso. They won multiple Wimbledons and they won a gold medal in Seoul and were on the Davis Cup team for nine years. My husband passed away in 2018 from sepsis. And so, and it was very unexpected and very tragic. And so after he passed, the Sepsis Alliance had contacted me because that's what he passed from mm -hmm. uh, and asked if I would be willing to raise awareness for sepsis in Ken's honor. And I thought that would be great because if I had known the signs, Ken had known the signs, maybe we would have had a different outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, it was helpful to me. I knew that because I had experienced this loss of my son, that I knew that with Ken, how even I can't even compare the, the enormity of both of their passings is just hard to even explain. So I knew that if I didn't keep it together this time, I didn't have the luxury to just wallow in my misery, which I would have happily and easily done because my life, how I am affects my kids so much. And my kids have already had the loss of their brother, the divorce from their father and now their stepfather who they absolutely adored. And so I knew I had to really kick it up a notch with my discipline. I started exercising twice a day and not like any, I'm not like lifting weights all day long, but I would go for a walk. I'd ride my horse. I'd go to yoga. I go to Pilates. I would try and do something twice a day because that helped me to keep my head on straight. Mm -hmm. Also not getting overly tired, overly hungry, overly stimulated. Sometimes I, I, I really had to take super care of myself because everything seemed so much worse when I was hungry or tired. So mm -hmm. I really had to take extra good care of myself because if not, it was going to be just an utter even more of a disaster than it already was. So I think my best advice for people when they're going through like the beginnings of grief is to just really do what makes you feel good. Mm. Go get a massage, go for a walk, do whatever it is you need to do to just get through the initial phase and shock of the person that you love 
not being there anymore because it's such a shock to your system, to your, to your life, to everything. And I, I, I really noticed that once I started doing those things, it helped me to, to grieve in a positive way. Mm. I, of course, it's not something I get over the loss of my son or my husband. It's something I've learned to manage and live with. Obviously there are days like Christmas day that my son passes on the day of his passing and my husband's not there. Those are hard days, but I have to keep it a positive day for the rest of my family. Mm -hmm. So I, at first I, I, I thought, Oh, Christmas is going to be the worst day. And now, no, I put up those Christmas decorations and we celebrate it mm -hmm. and we still honor. I put up a stocking for Ken. I put up a stocking for Bo and my other children. And I try to make it as, as positive an experience and not dwell on what's not there, but to be grateful for what is there. And I think that's my daughter, Melania had said to me after Ken passed because I was so angry. And she just said, mommy, you have to be grateful for the time that you have with daddy. You just do, you can't be mad. And she was right. And once I start, I wished I'd had 800 years with him, but I had eight years. And so I try to, to be grateful for that time, the grateful for the time I had with my son, even though it's really hard sometimes and feels unfair, but mm -hmm. I've, I've had so many miracles and blessings. I know they're watching over us, my family and mm -hmm. myself that I feel their love. I know they're here. They're mm -hmm. not gone. They just aren't here in the physical sense, but I know their spirit is here watching mm -hmm. goosebumps everywhere. Oh. Wow. Wow. What a, what a powerful, powerful story. And, um, what a wise daughter, what, you know, such wisdom. She, she is a wise daughter. Yeah. Yes. All my kids have these uh, words of wisdom for me that are just shock, not shocking, just wow. I just, I think, my gosh, I'm so proud that I'm your mother and so proud that you can see things the way you do. How beautiful. And, and, you know, I, 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 believe that that's a testament to how they have obviously been raised and what they've been exposed to. And, um, you know, I, I love, I really love that, that energy of gratitude. I think it's, it's something I talk about all the time. It's something I try and practice all the time. And I think that, you know, it's, it's really, it's a really beautiful thing to be able to remember them and be grateful for the time that you that you did have, right? As as difficult as I'm sure it 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 has been. I think, yeah, Melania was definitely right in saying like be be grateful for the time because then it's it kind of um allows you, I suppose, to to think about all of those positive moments and all of the the joy and all of the love that that you were able to share. So um, I thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's it's a really important story to be sharing because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there uh, that are, are grieving and, and, you know, have, have really had to go through loss. And um, it, it does really all come back to, I think, being able to take care of yourself 
first to be able to nourish yourself first so that you can be supportive for the other people around you that that need you in your case you know your family your kids and um running your business at the same time like I'm, I'm sure that 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 was a really difficult process but I'm so happy to you know know that you again have that support around you and that you are taking care of yourself you're really taking the time to make sure that you feel stable and that you feel like you can step out into the world as your most authentic self and be open and be real and be able to share all of those stories right with with such great and and um uh yeah such such beauty so oh, thank you thank so you. much for sharing that I really appreciate it absolutely my son uh Ben Bo's twin has also I w- one thing that is really helped and I feel so proud of is that my children have all helped with the baby Bo fund I started the Ken Flack educational fund after Ken died for the Northern Lights School And there's a golf tournament, a celebrity golf tournament that Ken used to play in every year to raise money for the school. And my son, uh, Ben, Bo's twin, has the last five years been on a hole and raised money for his dad and his brother's Mm -hmm. foundations, which he's raised over $100,000 in the last five years, which in October of this year, he raised $36,000, which enabled three children to go to private school for an entire year. And that to me, that my 15 year old son does this, and he's been doing this since he was so little, that's again, something that I feel he will continue. And all my children have participated in the golf tournament or come to the school to help. They have all gone. And I think from a young age, learned that to give back, Mm. not just having a dad that's a celebrity and getting free tickets and getting special treatment. You have to do things. I think that if you are given the opportunity, I know that I get a lot of these interviews because of who I was married to mm-hmm. and, and that I'm able to do something, try to do something positive by raising awareness for sepsis or trying to help someone grieve in a, in a gentler, softer way. Mm-hmm. I thought one time I was on a hike and I would have these conversations with my husband in my head because I know he speaks to me. And I heard him saying, and it kind of shocked me, I heard him saying how hard it is for him to watch, look down on me at night when I'm in bed crying or I'm sad and depressed. And then I just imagined that, how I would feel if I was looking down on him or my kids or my friends that were sad if, if when I pass, that I thought you don't need to be miserable and like, a widow in a black veil mm-hmm. all the time. Of course, I'm sad. Of course, I wish things were different. But I also can honor my husband by having a healthy, happy, productive life, because I know that that is what he would want me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so Even powerful. though I know he would like that I'm miserable a little bit. Right. Just, <laughs> just, just a little bit, just a, a little, little bit, bit, making sure that, you know, you're, you're still grieving, but yes, yeah, yeah. I, I really love that. I love that, that visual of that, you know, that visual of, of, okay, well, how, how would I feel if I was looking down on my loved ones and, you know, it, they were, they were hurting and they were sad. And I think that's definitely part of the process in any, in any kind of grieving process that you're going going through, right? It's, it's part of it. Um, but again, to be able to look at it from that lens 
is is um it's truly inspiring and it's definitely a choice. Happiness sure. is a choice and you have to decide I am going to be happy. I'm going to mm. love again. I am going to do things that make the world a better place. Mm. It's a choice. And I think if people can look at it that and decide they want to have a, like today I woke up, I, I'm always in a very good mood, but today I just, it, it's so foggy out. I can't even see out the window. It's hard sometimes when the weather is yucky and you just don't feel like your normal self. I have had to tell myself, I am going to have a good day. Mm-hmm. Today is Russian Christmas. My friends and family are coming over. It's going to be a great day. I'm doing an interview. There's a lot of great nice. things. So I had to tell myself there's be great. I think of three things I'm grateful for and decide I am going to have a great day. Yeah. So that's a great practice. I love to, I love it to is do a practice that. and it's definitely, it's a habit that you need mm-hmm. to, that, mm-hmm. you, that one would have to try to do all the time because yeah. it doesn't just come naturally to us. Exactly. Yep. I agree. I agree. Wow. What a story. I really appreciate you sharing and, and being so open to, to share your story. I, I hope that um, people are feeling inspired by it. I know I certainly am. I think there's a lot to be able to take from that experience that you shared. Um, and, you know, as you, as you continue to move through the world as a female printer, as a female CEO, as a mother that is, you know, raising these beautiful children to put great things out into the world, what is it that you wish to cultivate and nourish through your own creativity? Hmm. What do I, I just try to live my life every day to be happy and love as many people as I can Mm. and create beautiful things in my world and, and share my life with, with the people that are, that I love so much. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. Uh, Christina, I have um, one more kind of bigger question for you. And then if you're up for it, I'd love to do a lightning round before we go. Absolutely. All right. So finally, um, in, in, you know, again, in everything that you are doing in all of the beauty that you are putting out into the world, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you? It means that I'm able to work at a high level and to give a hundred percent of my artistic ability and my emotional and compassionate ability mm. to whoever I'm working with, whether it be my team with Pretty Girl, my investors, my clients, models, my children, my friends. Amazing. I love that. I love that. Well, before we get to the lightning round, I should ask, is there anything with Pretty Girl that's coming up this year? You're actually my first interview of 2022, which is oh, very well, cool. I'm very honored. Thank you. Yeah. So is there anything new coming up for Pretty Girl that we should look out for this year? Yes, we are expanding. We have investors coming in. My partner, Jordan Hall, and I are going to Denver uh, for the second time um, in this month. We are going to meet with our, our two sets of investors and we are creating 
expanding Pretty Girl and we're creating a new company. So we're excited about that. We are creating a new CBD skincare line and expand the makeup line. And cool. And we're very excited about that. Amazing. Amazing. I'll be sure to uh, stay in touch and and share all of the new things that are coming up. All right. Let's do this lightning round. Okay. Okay. Your favorite method of self-care. Working out. Nice. First thing you do to reconnect to yourself. I guess just how I reconnect. I just looking in the mirror and just saying everything's fine Mm. and not worry. Mm. That's another habit that I've had to learn not to sit and worry. To me, worrying is praying for bad to happen. So I focus on what I want to have happen. I love that. I love that. To show compassion means to? Show needs to be probably love myself and have compassion for myself before I can give compassion to others. Mm, I love that. I feel most creative when I? When I'm on a set and I am given uh, freedom to make whoever that I have in my chair the way I think it would look best. Yes. That's always a very, very nice thing to have as an artist for sure. Creative That's freedom great. is a big, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't always get that most of the time. If I'm working with a big company like Gucci or Louis Vuitton, they will send me very clear, detailed mm-hmm. uh, images of how they want it to look. They can't be the, the the makeup can't be the focus. They, they want the makeup, makeup to be very minimal, mm. the makeup, the model to look clean and fresh, but the, the focus is on the clothes, not on my face. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, I've had to learn. That's another art in itself, making someone look good, but look like they have no makeup on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And finally in the lightning round, authenticity is. Accepting yourself for who you are just being who you really are and want to be and not being ashamed of who and what you are. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, so much gratitude for you, Christina. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with me today. I am very excited to share this episode and I thank you so, so, so much for all that you're doing, all that you're doing and and, uh, putting out into the world. And I really appreciate you being here with me today. Well, I can't thank you enough for having me. And I'm very honored to be your first guest of 2022. I wish you much love and happiness. Thank you. Same to you. Such a beautiful episode. I feel so grateful to have been able to chat with Christina about all of her stories. I feel so inspired. And I just want to thank her again for being my guest today. Again, if this episode resonated with you or you feel like this is um, an episode that somebody else would really resonate with, please feel free to share. I would really appreciate it. I am getting pretty busy now that we are into competition season, but I'm going to try and be consistent with my free flow Fridays. Hopefully I'll be getting a new one out next week and um, I'll have a new guest episode for you in a couple weeks time. In the meantime, take care. Take care.